This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Johnny B. Good, the host of the podcast, Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. This podcast dives deep into the story of Ray Trapani and his company, Centratech. I'll explore how 320-somethings built a company out of lies, deceit, and greed. I've been saying since a very young age that I was going to be a millionaire. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people. In an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine, And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Side Hustlers. I'm your host, Carla Marie. I host a morning show for iHeartRadio in Seattle called The Carla Marie and Anthony Show. You can hear it on 106.1. You can also do kissfmseattle.com slash listen to hear it on your iHeartRadio app for free every weekday morning. And I'm telling you that because I have teamed up with Barry's Bootcamp. Our show is teamed up. Our station is teamed up. And we're doing a workout that gives back to Seattle Children's Hospital. So if you're in the area, go to kissfmseattle.com to sign up. It's October 26th, Saturday, 2 p.m. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to get our butts kicked, but all the money is going to go to Seattle Children's Hospital. This week's side hustler is Amber Larks. Amber is in the thick of it right now. She is side hustling and she's got a day job. And her side hustle is Amber Larks Art and Photography. And you're going to hear her story and you're going to fall in love with her. But I want you to go to amberlarks.com and Amber Larks on Instagram to see her work as you hear this episode. So let's hear from Amber. For a lot of people, you know, why are you waiting? You know what you want to do. This is something you want to do. Get up your butt and do it. I'm a hustler, side 
the Side Hustlers Podcast with Carla Marie. I've got Amber joining me today. So it's a Saturday morning. Good morning, Amber. Good morning. I know you're not. Well, you may be listening to this on Saturday in a random year. I don't even know. But Amber is actually obviously here to do the podcast. And then you're heading out to go do something that involves one of your side hustles or a part of your side hustle. So you've got quite the busy day. So (laughs) let's get into this. So the name of your company is Amber Lark's Art and Photography. Correct. Yeah. That is your full-blown side hustle, and you have a full-time job at this current moment. Exactly. Okay, so you went to WSU. You studied what in school? So I studied uh, business administration. That's what my degree's in, and I did a double major in entrepreneurship and management and operations. So it's kind of a mouthful. But yeah, those were my two kind of leading paths in college. Um, and I also did, I was trying to get an art minor, but I was one credit away, I think, from getting it. But like, does it really matter? No, my counselor <laughs> was kind of like, oh, you can just say you emphasized in art. So kind of went with that. But don't just so stop telling people that you're I one know. credit away. I was an art minor. Done. No, I'm not going to go look up your transcript. Right. Trust me. Yeah, so. I'm not going to do that. Why did you focus on entrepreneurship? Because I didn't know that was really even a thing you could do in college. Yeah, I when I was looking at schools and majors, um, kind of in the same boat as most people, they're like, I don't know what I want to commit to for the rest right. of my life. And I had always grown up like being an entrepreneur because my family has a background in starting side hustles and doing that as a living. When I was deciding on what I wanted to do, I didn't even know it was a major at the time. Right. I don't know how I even discovered it, but once I saw it like written, I was like, okay, that's something I could see myself doing. And so uh, Sal WSU had a program for it and a really good business school and just kind of went from there. I was really excited to just even if I wasn't sure what the business was going to be, just to learn about right. how to make something. I would say that's probably something that's started in this decade at colleges, because I don't think in the early 2000s people were learning how to run their own business, but really they should have been. It's like all the stuff you wish you learned in high school, right. like how to do your taxes and stuff. This is what you should be learning in college because so many people are starting their own businesses. And I hear it all the time in this podcast. They're using Google to learn yeah. how, which is great and way cheaper than going to college. But it would be awesome if you learned in college. Right. So you graduated in 2016 and then you went right into the, the workforce. Like you had a job right away. Yeah. So before I graduated, I, I got a job set up over here in Seattle, in Seattle. Yeah. Decided I wanted to move to Seattle after graduating. So went straight in. I think there was a couple weeks in between and I found the job at this engineering firm that I'm currently at. So was engineering something that you were really into? So no, (laughs) I'm not an engineer. I just work on the administration team there. But yeah, I just needed something that would allow me to move over here. Didn't think I'd still be there now, but it's kind of been a blessing in disguise just to be able to support myself and my other passions. So So you were working at this this engineering firm. It was 40 hours a week, like full time job. Right. When did you start your side hustle? I think it was that year after, like April 2017. So I graduated May of 2016, started working two weeks after. And it was around April 2017 where I was like, okay, it's almost been a year that I've been here. Kind of all of the new newness of everything had kind of been wearing away. And I was just kind of like, you know, that typical story, go to the office, back in that routine. And I wanted to try something that I actually wanted to put my degree towards. So I was like, whatever, I'll just apply for a business license. 
ended up (laughs) whatever i'll just apply for a business license (laughs) didn't know like what exactly i would be doing so i just made the business name my name art and photography because it was kind of a broad range of things and just started kind of going from there i didn't really want to try and plan too much and just try to like apply myself. Well, also applying for a business license is not the most simple thing. It was like not terrible. It's just, I feel like yeah. there's, they do it on, they make it a little confusing yeah. on purpose so that not everyone does it. Yeah, I feel like if I didn't have the background in like business, there you go. I would have been like, what's a sole proprietorship versus an LLC and like all of that type of stuff. So you know? I do have a business license and I still don't know what that means. So right? that's great. Yeah, I'm like, all right, whatever. I mean, this works. There's still some things I'm Googling too. So course, you you so. said that you went to WSU and you wanted to move to Seattle. So mm-hmm. WSU is out in Eastern Washington for people who listening who don't know where that is. It's how many hours from Seattle? It's like six hours. Yeah, I think. pretty far. Yeah. Where did you live before that, that you went to WSU? So I grew up in Los Angeles, kind of in a suburb surrounding LA. I lived there, sorry, my whole life until I was 18 and then went to Pullman and uh, wanted a big city change after Pullman. It's always crazy to me that people from sunny LA come out to Eastern Washington or Western Washington for that matter. (laughs) So did you know that you just, you didn't want to go back to LA. That's not where you wanted to be. I love LA, but I feel like it's too in my comfort zone. My family's there and I miss them a lot. And I always try and travel back there as much as I can. I'm just so, I was so used to it. And I feel like I wasn't really independent while I was there. And kind of when you go back home, you kind of feel like you're in high school again, yes. at least for me. Yes. So I wanted a city and Washington's such a beautiful state and it's amazing. See, I was the same way, but didn't know I was the same way until mm-hmm. I moved to Seattle. But I wasn't, I was 28, I think, mm-hmm. 27, 28. I don't even know how old I was when I did it. The fact that you realize at such a young age that you need to get out of your comfort zone is huge. And I think that one probably hit home for a lot of people listening right now who are like, yeah, I'm in my comfort zone and I need to leave it. So that's awesome that you realize that. Thank you. So you sign up for this business license Mm -hmm. and you get it and it's uh, Amber Lark's art and photography. Right. Then what? (laughs) Oh my gosh. It was a really slow buildup, I guess. I was still kind of overwhelmed with post-grad life and figuring things out and being in a new city. So I just started drawing things and painting things that just kind of made me happy and like made me laugh and so I came up with this like character it's called salty the salt pile if you okay so you gave me a bag at your bag yeah (laughs) you'll see what I'm talking about hold on I just saw something that I that was not oh I'm very excited hold on wait salty the salt pile yes oh my god I love dad hats yes (laughs) I'm obsessed with dad hats so it is A salt pile who looks salty. Yes, yes. So I just love that term. And I love this so much. (laughs) Whenever I would get like, you know, salty, my boyfriend would just be like, you're just like a salt pile. (laughs) And so that just kind of like put that in my head. Okay, so I do want to describe this, though. It's a patch. Right. On a hat. Yes. How do you go about? uh, Obviously, you sketch this first. Yes. How does the patch, like, first of all, this is like great quality. It looks better. No offense to lids. I've had things embroidered at lids and they do not look like this. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. So I think we might need to get a side hustler's patch. Hell yeah. Let's go. Okay. So how does this happen? Okay. So it started out as a sketch, just literally on like a torn piece of mail envelope. You still have that sketch? I do. Yeah. I can't, I can't toss it. And then I ended up painting Salty and then that painting turned into like a vector image on Photoshop. Mm -hmm. And then the place I got it printed, it's called The Foundry in Seattle. They're really great. 
great quality. I, I was really in love with their work. They printed those for me. Um, I don't know really how embroidery works, but it came out great. And they're iron-on patches. So do you, are you, Amber, the one ironing these on? Yes. Jeez. Yes. So, I mean, it takes a while, but it's it's fine. Do you have a space or are you doing this in your apartment? Literally in my hallway. Yeah. <laughs> do you live with your boyfriend? I do. Does yeah. he love that? <laughs> yeah, he's fine with it. He's honestly been amazing and like super supportive and he's helping me at markets. And I don't think I could do like any of this just confidence wise without him. Um, I'm such an introvert that like it's really helpful to have somebody like giving you confidence to do stuff. It's crazy because a lot of people do say that, like if it wasn't for my partner pushing me or telling me I could do this, I wouldn't have done it. But thank God that you are and thank God that you did do it because this is so cute. So it starts (laughs) with Salty. Salty's kind of like the basis of what really gets you off the ground. Yeah. Then what? Like when did you start actually selling your sketches and your drawings and all of that? So that first year I was just kind of, I guess, looking for an outlet to just have fun with things so that's why I was doing all this cartoony stuff and then people liked it and I was I just kept going with it and then kind of 2018 like it was kind of like a hard year my grandma passed away my boyfriend actually got a concussion and was like out of work for like a year it was it was pretty bad so that was a really tough year and I it was kind of a blur and so I kind of just like used art as like an outlet to like relax and like self-help and everything so I started like painting and doing more just mediums that I wasn't familiar with and everything just kind of went into my art and then this year um, I started doing like flea markets and stuff and I feel like my art really reflects my moods (laughs) I guess that makes sense because it's so personal of course and this year everything's just kind of a bit more like lively and like refreshed and 2019 has been a blessing that's amazing and that's really cool to hear but when I talk about like your art your your prints I it's funny to try to explain it because I'm like well it's a print but it has does it actually have like the the lavender one is that real lavender on yeah. the print. So my hand prints, everyone's always really confused by them. Okay, um, so explain like them. my favorite ones. So they start out as graphite sketches. And then I kind of just like go on nature walks in my neighborhood and find like nature pieces <laughs> to like photograph on top of them. And then I bring them into Photoshop and refine them and edit them and then get them printed locally in Seattle. And the paper is really great quality. So it kind of looks like people are like, Did, is that watercolor? Or is Yeah, that, I was like, like, is she painting that? Is yeah. that actually a piece of lavender? Like what? Like yeah. I, at first I was like, is she gluing lavender onto <laughs> these things? Basically, I mean, I, I'm, I put the lavender on the page and then I photograph it. Wow. So, so that is how you literally, you tie photography yeah. right into your art. Exactly. Do you yeah. do other photography outside of that? Yeah. Um, before I started doing like painting and illustration design, I was all photography and I kind of transitioned because it's so common now, I guess. There's a lot of great photographers, but it's so almost easy, I feel, because the phones and everything and mm-hmm. it's accessible. And I just wanted to like transition to something um, that was a bit more different. But yeah, I did photography ever since high school, really. And I love it still. So your day job at the time when you first started was 40 hours a week. Mm -hmm. And I I love what kind of happened at work. Your side hustle started picking up and you're spending a lot of time in it. Yes. When you went to your boss and said, I can't do this. Yeah, it was at that year marker point. And I was talking with one of my friends there. She was an engineer and we were both just kind of feeling like, 
don't know if we can like keep doing this. And we were both like, well, why don't we just like quit? And that was like kind of stupid millennial <laughs> always, logic. Yeah, you know? but it always helps when you have someone who's in it with you. <laughs> yeah. So we're like, okay, we'll do it on the same week. We like had it like secretly on our calendars with like a star. And we were like, we bought like tickets to Cancun. Like we were like, this is happening. <laughs> we like, we can't back out. And so I went to my boss. It was really scary because I love her. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. Really grateful for my team. And I was like, I want to put in my two weeks and she just kind of like put her head down and was like really bummed and I was bummed and I told her my reasoning was because I needed more time to work on my my art yeah and the 40 hours a week just wasn't working with me I was really worn out and just not motivated so I thought I needed to make a change and I was like I can pick up other jobs that are part-time, you know, just to make money. I was like, there's always something you can do. Mm -hmm. And she, like, came back at me with, well, would you want to work part-time here? And so I never even thought that would be an option (laughs) with my current gig. And, you know, I told her, I I was like, can I have a few days to think about it? I I don't have to go to Cancun (laughs) to think about it. And so, yeah, I told her (laughs) I would accept her offer eventually. And I was like, but um, I kind of bought these tickets to Cancun because I thought I wouldn't have a job. And she was fine with that. She was like, well, why don't you just start back up here part time, 30 hours a week after Cancun? I was like, OK. OK, that is like fairy tale scenario. Yeah. How that worked out. Yeah, I well, was so grateful. But what happened to your coworker who was quitting also? She actually ended up moving to Tampa, Florida. So she's in the sun now and she's actually doing real estate. So she totally pivoted as well. Okay, super cool. Yeah. So you go on this trip to Cancun, you come back. Yeah. You start working 30 hours a week. Mm -hmm. And then are you just, what is your schedule then? Is it five Um, days a week at the office? So I do Monday through Wednesday, like full time. Okay. I'm like 7.30 to like 4.30. And then Thursdays I do like half day. So I'll leave at one o'clock. And then Fridays I have off, which is super, super helpful um, for when I'm doing like markets to have that time to prep. And it's been honestly great. I still have benefits. Luckily, it's a blessing. That was at the one year mark, you said, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I've and been doing it like two years, I think now. Obviously, that was great going through everything with your boyfriend, too. I'm sure having that time to help him through things that that year. Yes. But now you're spending your weekends also working because you're yes. going to market. So when this episode airs, you will have just wrapped up at the full moon market, Yes, which is our friends, Laura and Tawny. Uh, Tawny's been on the podcast before. Laura Burkhardt, I've talked about her a ton and she'll be on in the future, but their market is incredible. How did you link up with them? I think I saw a sponsored ad or something for them on uh, Instagram and just went to their page and saw what they were doing. Um, this was kind of when they first started. I think they started in January yeah. of last year and just seemed like a really cool community. And I kept it kind of on my radar for when I was ready to start doing markets and applied for the October one and got in. So really awesome. And then I saw you hosted it. Yeah, we host. We did a, a panel women. It was yeah. like a women in small business panel awesome. that we did. We are, we plan on doing another one in the, in the future. Oh, sweet. But yeah, it was uh, it was really cool because it's so fun for people to hear the story of the people they're buying from. Yeah. And you don't get to do that at markets. I mean, sometimes people are going right. to ask, obviously go up to you and be like, well, what's the story behind this? Mm-hmm. But you don't get to fully tell your story. And I think that was great for people because I feel like after that, they're like, well, I want to buy all this stuff from yeah. all these amazing people. <laughs> so that was cool. So you've never done a full moon market. Never done a full moon market. I've done the Fremont Sunday market, um, the Soto market. I guess that's all I've done, but I do it like every month. And about. you've got the Renegade Craft Fair. So people can come yeah. see you 
this December yes. 2019. It's the 14th and 15th. Renegade Craft Fair is huge. It is a great pl- place to do all of your Christmas shopping. Yeah, holy crap. I didn't realize like how big of a it's thing huge. it was when I applied. Like They were like, expect about 12,500 people. And I'm just like, I don't know if I have the inventory for that or It's whatnot. a lot of people, but so. there are also a lot of other vendors there. Yeah. So it, it's a great place for you to meet people too. But those are long days. Market days are yeah. a really long day. Do you have anyone helping you? Uh, my boyfriend. <laughs> He's amazing. And I also have been partnering with some other creatives here. So we'll share booths sometimes. Um, Smart. So then you have, you know, set up help with that and uh, costs are a little lower if you're sharing. And you can someone. go to the bathroom because someone else can yes. ring up <laughs> any customers you exactly. get. So you're then working 30 hours a week mm-hmm. as a day job. You have Friday, Thursday, Friday, a little bit to you. And then weekends are market. So mm-hmm. You're really working more than a full-time job at this point when you add it all up. Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day. <laughs> like, I haven't had a break in a while, but it's amazing. But you're so, happy. Yeah. And that's I'm obviously happy. all that matters. So do you have free time? Um, Yes, sometimes. Are you just always... <laughs> see, this is the kind of rut I think a lot of us get into. Because yeah. it's always like, your to-do list is never ending. Like, yeah. Do you ever complete what's on your to-do list? No, it's 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 always being added on to. <laughs> but you have to make time for yourself because you're never yeah. going to be able to put passion into the things that you love. Mm-hmm. So in that free time, whenever you do get it, what are you doing? I'm trying to read more this year. That's something I never really made time for. So just trying to read more. And uh, I like traveling as much as possible. So like we're going to Portland uh, the 25th. Um, like we're gonna go to Halloween Town on your way. Is there a Halloween Town? What we need to talk about what? this? Okay, so Halloween Town. Do you remember the movie? Yes, Disney, on Channel? Disney Channel. Yes. Okay, it's in St. Helens. Oh yeah, it's kind okay. of on the way, right? But it's actually where they filmed it, and it looks like Halloween Town. <gasps> okay, yeah, I might have stopped there. If you're listening to this podcast in June, <laughs> sorry, yeah, but get out to Oregon at oh, some point. Snap. So we'll talk yeah. more about that yeah, after yeah. the podcast. The you said you came from a family of entrepreneurs. Uh-huh. What? did your family do? What businesses have they started? So my dad is a freelance artist as well. And he's always been freelance. And I think maybe like for a year, he like worked for a company, but he's a freelance artist. So he does like storyboards for movies and commercials. So like if you've seen the avocado commercial on the Super Bowl, he like (laughs) helps storyboard that. No way. (laughs) Yeah. And he's done everything from like toy design and sculpting to painting murals on the side of like buildings he did the nike murals for the olympics in like the 80s that's badass yeah he's he's really badass and i look up to him a lot Uh, my grandma was a professional photographer at one point my grandpa does pottery oh my god you guys could just start your own market i know (laughs) i actually want to get some of my grandpa's work like at my booths um so he might send me some like pottery and stuff to sell which would be really awesome yeah my mom's side oh my gosh like they were like chinese merchants in like the old santa monica like strip yeah my other grandparents also had like a restaurant so it's just it's always been in the family that's so you kind of had no choice yeah (laughs) you had to do do you have any siblings I do. I have a sister. Um, she is actually at FIT, which is the fashion school in New York. She she's amazing. She was actually on Project Runway Threads. I know. I know. Being in LA, you just like make like weird connections. (laughs) Yeah. So she's going for fashion design and stuff. So that's incredible. Have a family of 
of artists. I know. I feel like creatives. if you guys all come together, you could create <laughs> something that's never been done before. That would be super cool. I don't know how well I would work with my family, but you I, know. <laughs> I've heard amazing things and I've heard horror stories. Yeah. So tread lightly yeah. with that one. So you have a print on your website, which by uh-huh. the way, amberlarks.com for people to check it out or amberlarks on Instagram. Um, it's the Calla Lily print. Mm-hmm. And 50% of the the proceeds from that will go to it's the Amazon Conservation Association. Yes. Talk a little bit about that and why you wanted to do that. So when I heard about the Amazon fires, uh, just completely broke my heart. And I can't obviously really do anything because I'm remote in Seattle and that's going on right. down there. So I wanted to find some way that I could help. And I found the Amazon Conservation Association. They just seemed like a really great nonprofit helping like all areas down there from like animal conservation to working with like uh, people that are local there to kind of raise awareness and everything. I was like, I can't, I'm not sustainable enough to donate a hundred percent of my profits right now, but at least I could donate half. That's amazing. And yeah. So I've only sold two so far because I like okay. kind of just rolled that out, but so we um, need people to go buy them. <laughs> yes. And it's, you know, I'm going to do it for as long as I can, that one, and as long as they need the help. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, that's um, really cool. Do you have plans to take your side hustle, Amber Lark's art and <laughs> photography, to full-time? I hope so. That's the goal. And I think that's the goal of a lot of creatives. I was listening to the Shelton Harris mm-hmm. one last week, and he was saying how like he thinks of his side hustle as his main hustle. Yep. And I, th- I thought that point was really cool because when people ask me what I do, I'm kind of hesitant to say like, oh, I'm like a receptionist or I'm a front desk person. Well, it's true because you know, it's so often we get defined by our jobs. Yeah. And yeah. which is not always the best. Right. But if it's not the one you're passionate about, it's not the one you want to be telling people. Yeah. So like when I say that, I'm like, oh, I work at a front desk at an engineering firm. And no, the you're, conversation you're kind of stops artist. there. And then I'm like, oh, but I also like I'm an artist. Like I have my own business. And I then, feel like you should flip that. Yeah. So I might <laughs> start doing that. But yeah, that's the goal to be like sustainable enough to have it full time. Okay, I'm giving you homework. The next time someone asks you what you do, <laughs> yes, you're flipping it. Yes. And then you're going to report back and I'm we'll going to tell everyone how it went. <laughs> we'll okay. do. You're going to do that. So you said you wanted to start getting into wholesale. Uh-huh. You haven't done that yet. No, not yet. Where do you even start with that? Wholesale is something that wasn't really on my radar actually until I was listening. I think it was like the Fresh Tangerine one on your podcast. Um, so it's been really cool to like oh my tune God. in. That's yeah. cool. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, I you know, was thinking about like making line sheets and stuff. And I was like, I, I need to start doing this to be more sustainable, um, to have like that rolling income. So I'm going to start trying to make like a line sheet and just walking like in my neighborhood to gift shops and stuff and seeing if they're interested. That's the best way. So Shandon, the owner of Allaire, she's been on this podcast a lot of episodes ago. Allaire is in West Seattle. It's Mm -hmm. a great gift shop. And she is a great person to talk to as someone who's on the other side of it. Yeah. Okay. How do I go into a store and pitch this properly? Because she's actually helped out people who have come into her store and been Mm -hmm. like, so I want to do this. And she's like, okay, where's your line sheet? And then she'll actually help the oh, person make awesome. it. So Shandon is great with that. And she's an awesome person to connect with. But it is scary going yeah. into a store with essentially your baby right. and being like, do you want this? I know, <laughs> do you care about intimidating. this? Yeah, I think everyone in the community I've found is just super supportive, even if it's, you know, even if it's not what you want to hear, like people are supportive. Yeah, and so. they're real and honest. In the small business community, everyone is vulnerable, mm-hmm. really. I mean, you're, you're taking a step out of your comfort zone right? or going into your comfort zone because it's something you love, but a step from like that, you know, it's all on you now. Yeah. 
And there are a lot of people who can rely on one another in the small business community. And the more you know, the better. So we'll get you connected to all of them. We'll do all of that. (laughs) Awesome. Um, I love talking about how I have been connected to people, how people know one another and all of that. You and I met through Houston and Houston is actually the guy who edits this podcast and he's actually in studio with us today. So I am going to figure out which mic you are on Houston. Talk. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Let me kiss this mic. There you are. Okay. So Houston's here. So Houston is actually, have you ever been on an episode? No. Whoa. Yay. (laughs) Yay. So Houston edits all of the Side Hustlers episodes that you listen to every week. He puts the little music in the beginning Mm -hmm. and edits out a lot of my ums and things like that. That's why you're like, wow, Carla Marie, you sound great. I'm like, Houston fixed it all. It's awesome. (laughs) So Houston, you and Amber went to college together. Yeah, we met at WSU. Mm -hmm. She was the uh, front desk person in the residence hall that I lived in. Oh, Amber. Well, was Houston doing any bad things in the residence hall? Was I? Um, I would distract a lot yeah, because I would just go yeah. up and just hang out. We just talk gossip and, and fun things. Yep. But So what the <laughs> heck took you so long to tell me that Amber existed? <laughs> well, I thought about it for a long time. And then what happened? Oh, I had to move back home to Spokane. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was like, ooh, Amber would be a great fit. And then that chaos kind of happened. Mm-hmm. And so... It took a while. It, yeah. And so then I thought, and then I I reached out. It obviously took a little bit of time well, to uh, and even I, be here. I talk about this a lot with people before they even get on the podcast. Like, this is the worst podcast in the history of podcasts to try to schedule because I'm working with people who have the craziest schedules on top of my crazy schedule. So finding that puzzle piece that yeah. makes sense, it's it's really hard. So obviously, very much appreciate your time being here this morning. But Amber, when Houston came to you, we're like, hey... You should be on my friend's podcast. What did you think? I was like, yeah, that sounds awesome. Like I, when he was like, he was inquiring and he didn't like flat out ask at first. He was just like, do you have a side hustle? And I was like, yes. He's like, is an actual side hustle? Thank Are you, you working Houston. somewhere? I was like, yes. And I was like, is he going to ask me to be on it? But I didn't want to. Oh. I, I made you work for that. Yes, like to did. ask. <laughs> That's hilarious. So is fashion something that you're also into? Yeah. So I'm really trying to get into like textiles. So I want to use my paintings and get it printed on like fabric. Cool. And I just got a sewing machine this year and like one of those creepy dress forms to like pin stuff onto <laughs> yes. and everything. So is that something you can link up with your sister with? Maybe. I don't I don't know if we would work that well together, but we'll see. As we discussed. Yeah, yes. we're both pretty like independent in what we like. Do you, the whole, fa- obviously fashion's something you're into, but yeah. you told me before we started recording that you used to sell bathing suits, was it? At, yeah. In Malibu out of an Airstream? This was probably the most random job I've ever had. <laughs> I found it on Craigslist like the summer before mm. senior year. And it was just these two young like entrepreneurial guys that lived in Malibu. And they're like, we want to start a bikini company. And you know what? You know what's always great when two guys are like, I want to start a bikini right? company. That's going to be great for us women. So when I saw like the ad, I was like, are they just trying to like meet girls or yes. something, you know? And so there was like that skepticism in my head, but it sounded really cool. They're like, we converted an old Airstream uh, trailer to be like a mobile store to like pull up on the side of like PCH, like yeah. Malibu beaches and stuff and just sell. And so when I interviewed there, I like brought my friend because I was a little sketched out and like it was funny because when we walked in, they were like, is she here so you don't get murdered? And I was like, basically, <laughs> that was kind of a turning point for me to see how something could be started. 
um, because they were at like the way beginning. It's crazy when you look back at like the random jobs you had and how they have created you, like the person that you are today, even if it was a convenience store that you worked at. Like the character that you are is because of all these little things that you've done combined and you working out of an Airstream selling bathing suits. When you say that surface level, it's like, cool, great job. But like you said, you got to see how something started. Mm-hmm. And we were doing everything from like contacting brands to work with to getting business licenses yeah. for them. Um, I painted all of our like signs to be put out on like the freeway, like when you're driving by and stuff. Literally the most random experience. They're actually now doing, um, they're like competing with Tesla basically. like A bathing suit company? No, no. So they they ended that. Okay. Um, But now they do like, I think it's called like XOS trucks and they like convert like trucks to be electric. That's cool. And so they're just like these type of people that are just, you know, bound for like success because they're so creative. They know their stuff. That's really cool. So you also drew something for me. Oh, it's is this? Oh, there's a back. Oh, you Um, wrote a note. I'm going to read that later. But you sketched my cats. Yeah. Caroline and Max. And it says side hustlers. And is that money in the middle? Yeah. Are my cats side hustling? Yeah, Is that what's happening? side hustling. So they <laughs> they probably are. When I leave, probably doing all kinds of things like this. So they are knitting and they have on sunglasses and this might be the coolest thing ever. So thank you. Do you You're welcome. Do you do custom work for people? Um, Not normally, more just for like gifts. That's cool. Yes, I made like Houston's logo Good. for his old radio show. <laughs> yeah, I had, a, I had a radio show in Pullman and uh, Amber drew this whole like artwork <laughs> for my Facebook page and everything. And it won best show logo. I know. Congratulations, like, Amber awesome. and Houston. I, know, I was like, I can't even take credit for this because I didn't do anything. <laughs> that's hilarious. And and ironically, Houston won an award for my cats. Yes. Look oh, at this. Yeah. This like is all circle. Circle. Yeah. You took a picture of my cats when you were cat sitting them because that yes. was you were their original cat sitter. Yep. And it was in what fair? Oh, it was in the Spokane Interstate Fair. <laughs> they won. And it won uh they won second place. Look at that. That's amazing. Really full circle. <laughs> okay. That's so weird. now you need to make something I know. and then I'll win an award for it. Okay. Yeah. When do I win something? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Houston, you make something. There we okay. go. Okay, okay yeah. there we go. So Amber, if someone is you mm-hmm. when you were at that point of I can't do this job anymore, mm-hmm. you know, your full time job and you wanted to really follow your passion. What is your advice for that person who's in this position right now? I think just like to not plan so much. I've always been a planner. I went to school for it. They like show you how to plan everything, write a business plan, all of that. And just take a step back and don't think you have to like plan everything because I feel like that makes people really nervous and they never actually do what they want to do. Kind of my mantra with the whole past three years is just kind of like rolling with things and discovering things and doing things and not so much thinking about things. Yeah. I may have talked about this on the podcast before. One of the the best pieces of advice I ever heard Mm -hmm. was don't set goals for yourself, Yeah, (laughs) which, okay, take that lightly, set goals for yourself. But so many times we get in this, this is my end goal, but Mm -hmm. something amazing comes along as you're on this path for your end goal. And you're like blinders on, ignoring it mm-hmm. and you're not taking these amazing chances because you're just eye on the prize right really there's prizes all around you that you could be picking up along the way and it is kind of the same thing yeah. like don't plan but like don't never plan well yeah but, yeah yeah, yeah. Please exactly. plan but don't obsessively you know do do anything like that incredible advice yeah. and i think a lot of people are going to appreciate that very much so i want them to support you it's amber larks on instagram yes amberlarks.com and then they can go see you at the renegade craft fair 
December 14th and 15th, 2019 mm-hmm. in, uh, is it Seattle, technically? Yeah, it's at the Magnuson, Magnuson uh, hangar. Yeah. Yeah. So are there going to be more markets for you in the future? And can people find that amberlarks.com? I sure hope so. Yeah, I'm kind of segueing a bit out of the markets right now as it gets colder. But um, <laughs> Smart. Yeah. Um, but hopefully next summer I'll be popping up a lot more. I just redid my website. So now there's an event page. There you, you go. Can, like see, you know, future events and pop ups and all. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you for being here. We got to get you out of here. You got to go do more things today. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. What did we learn from Amber this week? Okay, so we learned to get out of your comfort zone. No matter what you're thinking right now, you are probably in your comfort zone. So take a little advice from Amber. Get out of it. And also, don't plan, but like still kind of plan a little bit. But it's okay if things don't go according to plan. Thank you very much to Amber for being on this podcast. Go support her. AmberLarks.com. AmberLarks on Instagram. That's L-A-R-K-S. Look for her at all the markets she's going to be at, especially Renegade Craft Fair this December. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast. Subscribe to it. Do all the things you can do to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Share it with a friend. Whatever you do. I really do appreciate it. Thank you for taking the time to listen. I'm Carla Marie. You can find me on Instagram at the Carla Marie. Keep hustling. Just in case you need one more round. The Last Call Podcast with Carla Marie and Anthony. One last little taste to hold you over till tomorrow. Available worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Johnny B. Good, the host of the podcast Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. This podcast dives deep into the story of Ray Trapani and his company Centratech. I'll explore how 320-somethings built a company out of lies, deceit, and greed. I've been saying since a very young age that I was going to be a millionaire. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine, And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. 
And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.